The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet to get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am in Newcastle upon Tyne on the northeast coast of England. Uh, today is Thursday, October the 13th, and we are here to handicap the NLDS um, Game 3 action and now also kind of a makeup ALDS Game 2 as well. Uh, the game's happening on Friday, October the 14th. And here to help us uh, get through more playoff action is Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, what's happening? Good evening, Malcolm. And yeah, let's just uh, not talk about that DFS episode that we did with, uh, you know, the Houston Astros Seattle Mariners game and the Guardians <laughs> Yankees game. It just never existed. <laughs> we did, yeah. We had a lo- lovely little half an hour chat earlier on uh, about the game that the very second we were just saying, thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye. Furman was in the chat went, by the way, the game's been called off. Like, oh, for <laughs> sake. Um, so, yeah, that was a complete waste of everyone's time. But um keeps your senses sharp, Noah, is what it does. It's like hunting the deer in the woods. If you see that little flash of white tail, that's what we do. Uh, we're keeping our head in the numbers. So next time, we'll be prepped when we see some Cleveland and New York action. Actually, I mean, what it does mean is I can give out my little uh, nice. handicap, handicap and picks because you and Moonaf and Dylan handicapped... Cleveland and New York yesterday yeah. uh, this game too obviously uh, New York lead the series 1-0 so I'll tell you what we'll get straight into that I can, I can give my feelings on this one uh, you can tell us what you gave as your pick yesterday and then that'll round out and then we can get on to the NLDS game 3 tomorrow um, as we speak the uh, Houston and Seattle game is going on. And my first five, Houston, looks like it's gone tits up. I faded Castillo. It was actually going okay. Uh, Tucker, Kyle took a home run. Had Houston on top. But then Framba Valdez got in a little bit of a mess in that fourth inning. Actually gave away the run on a throwing error. Um, so I did have a chance to get out of it. I'm not dead yet because it's top five. But, um, hasn't quite managed to get over the line yet. So Cleveland... And New York tomorrow. Uh, this game is going to go off at what time? Have they got it during the day? Okay, yeah. So one oh seven Eastern time. Pitchers are going to be the same. They were briefly sort of went blank as if someone might uh, move around the starters. But Shane Bieber is going for Cleveland, and Nestor Cortez, the lefty, is going for the Yankees. Cleveland to plus one twenty. The Yankees are minus one twenty nine. Total is set six and a half. Um, so Shane Bieber, thirteen and eight on the year, two eighty eight, ERA. He just put ticks in boxes all over for me. Um, his last five starts, four and zero oh with a two thirty six ERA. Uh, his road stats, eight and three with a two sixty five ERA. Um, he's had no starts against the Yankees uh, this year. Um, he's had three in his career, but they were largely irrelevant. I reckon. Um, I was happy to put a line through those. Um, and he was outstanding against the Tampa Bay Rays in the wildcard round. Uh, Nesta Cortez, again, ticks in all the right boxes, even more so, in fact. 12-4 and four on the year, 244 ERA, 132 in his last five, 195 at home, and a 219 ERA against Cleveland this season. 
12 and one third pitched, four hits, three earned runs, and two homers given up there. This was incredibly tight. That total of 6.5 tells you how close the books expect this to be. Um, what I thought my lean here was Cortez is home form, I think, gives the Yankees a half a run advantage all things being equal against Cleveland. And I think the New York lineup does a similar thing. So it's going to be pretty close, but all in all, I think New York are going to come out one run better. Therefore, the Yankees at minus 129, um, it's a manageable price. It's not too prohibitive. It's a working man's price. So it was a really simple play for a difficult game. Uh, New York Yankees on the money line at minus 129. It just wasn't heavily juiced, not too heavily juiced for me. I thought that was an acceptable bet, Noah. So um, what was your, what were your, obviously you did this last night with Moonaf and Dylan. So what was your pick? Was I anywhere near what anyone else thought? Yeah, you were actually near me and away from those two. Um, okay. Yeah, I feel pretty comfortable knowing that, I mean, you drew a line through Bieber's career starts against the I did. Uh, okay, with yeah. the other boys, and, with the other boys holding him accountable. No, I'm holding him accountable. They, Yo, they you kinda, are. Yeah, they drew a line through it and completely ignored it. You drew a line through it and then still went with the Yankees. Bieber's one and one in three games with a 574 ERA. He's been better in the past than this year. Like this year wasn't even his one of his better career years. So I really like that I have you on my team with this one. And I, I had the Yankees at minus 130 that day since the bet has been voided now so i will have to get re into it at 140 uh not really happy about that but it is what it is i'm also on the nestor cortez jr over three and a half strikeouts he has two starts against the guardians this year where he had six and eight strikeouts against them um and then i'm on the full game under six and a half i'm really nervous about this Yank, uh, guardians team they've been striking out uh, more than they have all season, and it's almost like they're facing better pitching now in the postseason than they had during the season in that AL Central. So yesterday we had kind of handicapped that, thinking that you know what the competition is definitely better than what the Guardians have seen throughout the year. Uh, like the Cortez over strikeouts as my lock there. Okay. Uh... Right then, let's get into these uh, National League Division Series. Game three tomorrow, uh, Braves and Phillies um, tied at 1-1. Uh, but we're going to lead off with the Dodgers and the Padres, also tied at 1-1. Game three will start tomorrow in San Diego at 8.37 Eastern time. The LA Dodgers pitcher will be Tony Gonsolin. Uh, Blake Snell, the lefty, will go for the San Diego Padres. The Dodgers are the favourites on the road, a minus 120. Padre is plus 105. Total is set at 7.5. Tony Gonsolin, 16-1 and one record. Get some of that into you. 214 ERA. His last five starts, 105 ERA. On the road, 7-0 and record with a 266 ERA. And against the Padre, 0-71. Um, has pitched 12 and two-thirds, seven hits and one earned run, which was a solo homer. Um... Blake Snell, 8 and 10 on the year, 338 ERA. Last five, 127. 4 and 8 at home with a 356 earned run average. And against the Dodgers this year, he's gone 0 and 1 um, with a 386 ERA. 14 innings pitched, 12 hits, 
six uh, six earned runs and uh, 10 walks I actually written down as well because I thought that was an important stat in those 14 innings that he pitched. Um, the Dodgers are 7-3 and three at San Diego this season. Um, again, they're really hard to handicap no of these games. I think for a reason, you get the best of the best and this time San Diego have home advantage as well. Uh I'll try to look at some of the bats against Blake Snell. Freddie Freeman's gone four for nine. Um, but Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Max Muncie, none of them was really that impressive numbers against Blake Snell. Um, when I looked at the the reciprocal stats, uh, Manny Machado had gone three for 11, Juan Soto two for six, relatively small samples against Tony Gonsolin. Uh Blake Snell's been really good lately. I mean, absolutely excellent. And the San Diego Padres have been hitting. They hit against the New York Mets when they came up against uh, Scherzer and DeGrom, nominally two, possibly the, the two best pitchers you could put up in the game, you could make an argument for. And then so far this series against the Dodgers, they've hit as well. They actually out-hit LA in game one, even though they lost that game. Um, and then they hit them last night as well, a game that they've won. So... At an underdog price at home, behind a pitcher in outstanding form, I'm going to take the San Diego Padres, Noah, at a price of plus 105. Let's go, Malcolm. Welcome to the squad. I was on. I was the only one on the Padres pre-series. Now you're taking them to go up 2-1. I love it. Um, the listeners know that I do like to do a little bit of game analysis. Like During the regular season, we were doing these prior to the game, and then a lot of them were prior to we even watched – the game the day before. Um, I just wanted to talk about this game a little bit because I found it really interesting. In the sixth inning, uh, Max Muncy hit a ball off the wall in right field. Juan Soto kind of put his glove up in the air and it deked out Will Smith on the base pass. He was standing on first uh, prior to contact. Um, he only got the third. Max Muncy had to slow down, otherwise he would have passed Will Smith on the base pass. If that would have been a second and third base situation there with one out, you wouldn't get the, or with nobody out, you wouldn't get the strikeout from Robert Suarez who came in, uh, yeah. Bob Melvin put him in in the sixth inning in a first and third base situation with nobody out. He gets the strikeout and then he rolls a double play. If Max Muncy's standing on second base, that double play does not happen. So I thought that was a very, very good play defensively for, Juan Soto there and then something about Josh Hader because a lot of uh, a lot of hate was going on with Hader throughout August he had a really rough month uh, his first month as a Padre 21 of his 25 pitches that he threw uh, yesterday were fastballs Uh, he has had 119 consecutive appearances where he has only thrown three outs or less. This was a four-out save. Normally, he likes to have full rest, I guess, um, with a little bit of arm tightness or soreness after a game. So 25 pitches, he does get a day off before game three. I don't think that's going to make a huge impact, just something to note. Also, the Padres' bullpen has now pitched 10 innings against the Dodgers. They've given up three hits, three walks, and have nine strikeouts, zero earned runs. So 
big time spots for these friars coming out of the pen. Uh, as for this game, these two teams destroyed a really good handicap yesterday uh, <laughs> where we had the first five under. They had six runs in the first five innings against both starting pitchers, yep. and they hit four home runs combined to get those six runs. That first five under was three and a half. Um, I'm thinking that we have to put this the series on auto over. Uh, there's another of. Uh, I think there's good pitcher versus batter stats all throughout the lineups, not just with the stars that you mentioned from the Padres, but the bottom of the order against the with the Dodgers has good numbers against Snell, um, and Petco Park is going to be bumping. So that's my handicap on the total. Um, I'm taking the, the pitcher stats almost completely out of it. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, 13.2 innings, one earned run against the Padres with a .68 ERA in two games this year against San Diego with six and eight strikeouts. And Blake Snell starting for the Padres. He's pitched 14 innings with six earned runs. He had one blow-up start where he gave up all five of those, or he gave up five of those six runs. But if you uh, include that, he's got a 386 ERA in three starts against the Dodgers with five, six, and 12 strikeouts. Snell is a little bit worse at home with a 362 ERA compared to his season-long 345, and Gonsolin's a full run worse on the road with a 312 ERA compared to his 2022 ERA of 212. Uh, my favorite plays in this game are the over 7.5, uh, the Tony Gonsolin over two and a half strikeouts. That was wild that I found that. He's had six and eight strikeouts against the two Padres. Two and a half. Two and a half. And then I have the San Diego <laughs> Padres money line at plus 110. Okay. Uh, love all of that. Noah. I'll, th- I'll throw some Freddie Freeman stuff in. Like I said, he's four for nine against uh, Blake Snell. There you go. So we can uh, maybe over, over half an RBI has been one of my favorite plays so far this season throw some home run stuff in as well uh, get a pizza bet in there uh, just to warn you Noah I don't know if you've noticed in the chat room but uh, Moon off the Machine man he's in oh. there spying on us like some big looming no bearded George Orwell <laughs> character from 1984 just I don't know who Orwell is that's pre-Noah <laughs> you don't know well it's pre-me as well but I mean you are oh, I can't even talk to you uncultured <laughs> Awful, awful. Uh, so anyway, behave yourself. Sit up straight, straighten your tie. Um, <laughs> but yes, there you go. Uh, no, I've seen you. Took my shirt in. <laughs> Took your shirt in, yeah. Put your knob away. All those, all the things that we're supposed to do when Moon Apps watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, we're, right. I'll tell you what we'll do. Um, we will get to the Phillies and the Braves uh, momentarily. I will tell you about first... Uh, win bet the perfect time to join is now um, $100 bet will get you a free $100 bet over there the casino's on the go 24 hours a day 24 hours a day as well 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000 um, and the win bet biggest winners club whoever it's the biggest parley um, odds wise gets a $1,000 free bet last week someone turned $6 into $4,000 um, so they won that free $1,000 bet sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T 
to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Takes and sees at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you were somebody who knows a gambling problem, call 1 800 522247. Double Zero Fubo TV, a place to watch all your football for all you football lovers. Hundreds of channels, live sports and entertainment. Complete coverage of all the football action, college and pro. No commitment, no contract. Cancel at any time. Try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Go to fubotv.com slash SGP. That's fubotv.com slash SGP. And Odds Trader, the place to compare all the odds from major sports books, get the best promos and bonuses and sign-up codes as well. And then the play-by-play updates, live scores, player stats, key game stats, weather, and the crucial um, bet tracker as well so you can stay ahead of the game. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all of your game day bets. So let's do a uh, quick review real quick. The fifth inning just ended. Seattle's yeah. up 2-1. Apologize for that, Malcolm. The Houston Astros money line didn't come through. Both pitchers are sitting at five strikeouts. I have the Framber Valdez uh, over five and a half strikeouts. And then a few people in the chat have both of these pitchers over five and a half strikeouts. So a little bit of a sweat here as both pitchers are nearing the end of their outings. Valdez, 78 pitches, and I believe Castillo is in the 80s. So yeah, yeah I'm still waiting. Castillo's going to give up a two-run homer in this next inning, and that'll be the end of him. Um, Valdez was, oh, Valdez just got a six by the looks. Uh, uh, <laughs> Mudaf taking a victory. Mudaf's <laughs> taking a victory lap. He started really hot. He, he was striking everyone at the start. Uh, he was. I was listening. Yeah, it looked like he was going to get that done relatively easily, but it's been a little bit of a fun sweat. But over the line, uh, Framba Valdez, well done there. Uh, tomorrow, the middle game of the three that are now on. It's a 4.37 Eastern first pitch, the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, we think that Charlie Morton is going to be the pitcher for Atlanta. Uh, there was a little bit of conversation whether it would be him or Spencer Strider. Spencer I Strider. Strider. I think it's yeah, going to be he's, he's not fit though, is he? No, um, just, you don't know. Yeah, so that's TBD. Uh, Aaron Nola is going for the Phillies. And as a result of all of that, we've got no lines, unfortunately, so we can handicap it. We can give out um, our reading of what we think is going to happen, but we can't give any stone-cold picks, um, in which case I'll throw it across to you, Noah, because it's complicated. Yeah, it's complicated, but I feel like we have a pretty good read on it, and me especially. I've handicapped both Spencer Strider and Charlie Morton. Um, just because I really want it to be Strider, as I have <laughs> the Atlanta Braves in it's this gonna series. It's going to be more in the World Series. Yeah, you said you got off the phone with Brian Snicker. And I was on the phone to Brian Snicker earlier on you, and he said it's okay. Charlie Morton. So the Phillies, they've been on the road for 18 straight days. Just a wild stat to begin this off. Now they return home to Citizens Bank Park, where it is going to be bumping. In game two, we saw the mismatches in these teams play a big difference. Atlanta has the better bullpen. Rizal Iglesias came in last night, and he's now thrown 26.1 innings as a Brave, and he's only given up one total run. And Kenley Jansen had a stress-free ninth-inning save, whereas I still haven't seen one of those in the postseason from Zach Eflin. Also, Philly has the worst defense of the two teams. Dansby Swanson and Austin Riley made incredible tough catches uh, last night, and Reese Hoskins made one error that resulted in a three-run inning. Um, so I'm going to start off with the pitcher that we know is confirmed. Aaron Nola for Philly will get the ball 
He's pitched 34.1 innings against the Atlanta Braves in five games this year. He's given up 14 earned runs for a 370 ERA, and he's had seven, 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 eight, and ten strikeouts in those five games. Nola's issue against the Braves, though, is the long ball, as he's given up five home runs to Atlanta in this uh, this year in those five games. Now, for the less likely option, Spencer Strider, he's pitched 23.1 innings, three earned runs with a 117 ERA in four games against the Phillies this year with five, six, 10, and 13 strikeouts. For the record, that outing with five strikeouts, he only pitched two innings. I believe he was still a reliever at the beginning of the year at that time. So honestly, that's, yeah, do the math on that. He's up at 10 strikeouts along with the 10 and the 13K outing. And then for the more likely options starting for the Atlanta Braves, we think will be Charlie Morton. He's pitched 27.7 innings in uh, against Philly this year in five games. He's given up 16 earned runs. He has a 520 ERA. He's had four, four, five, five, and eight strikeouts in those five games. But Chucky Moe is just a different guy in the postseason. So I grabbed some postseason stats for you guys as well. 17 appearances. He's 7-4 with a 335 ERA and a 218 opponent batting average. When you're talking about postseason experience, I don't think there's anybody that will step onto the field uh, during this game that has more postseason experience than Charlie Morton. For my plays this game, I lean the Braves to win. Uh, whether the Phillies jump out early on Morton or Strider goes out there, and I think that he holds the Phillies down pretty easily. Uh, I think the Braves' bullpen, again, is what gives me confidence to say that I lean with the Braves without even knowing a starting pitcher. Uh, I ultimately want to look to the first five and full game overs if Charlie Morton is on the bump. I like the first five. If he's not and Strider's on the mound, I like the full game over. And then for my, uh, I guess, more concrete play, I like the Aaron Nola strikeouts. If it's anything less than seven, he's had five outings where he had seven, 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 eight, and 10 strikeouts. Um, if you were going to price this game up, I know we often get the Rockford lines off Dylan, um, yeah. but he's not here. If you were going to price this up, Morton v. Nola, um, what are your lines, Noah? Charlie Morton minus one twenty Atlanta plus one or minus one oh five Philly. And if it's Spencer Strider, I'd go minus one thirty five Atlanta plus one ten plus one fifteen Philadelphia. Okay. Um so yeah, handicapping Charlie Morton, I mean you've covered the numbers, so I won't go back to him. But there really wasn't very much to recommend him. I'm not buying those postseason stats. That's in the past. It's water under the bridge, no, it's gone. Forget about it. You're living no. in the past. So. If, if um, you're talking World Series, I am taking Madison Bumgarner over almost everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but not forever, though. Uh, Charlie, yeah, there's nothing to recommend him. Road numbers, his last five starts, his starts against Philly. Um, you just couldn't put any faith in him. Aaron Nola's lines are really weird um, against Atlanta. You've got. The, the two starts that bookend, uh, do you have that phrase in America that bookends? So yeah. the two, okay, so the first, I never know anymore. You haven't heard of George Orwell, <laughs> so I'm not, not taking that for granted. Um, the two starts that, uh, that bookend is five appearances against the Braves were absolutely great. Uh, one earned run in 14 and one third. 
But the middle three were kind of horrible. Um, four, five and four earned runs, including two, two and one home runs. Um, there's a lot at stake here. You're right. It's going to be bouncing. Uh, Philly, uh, Philly gets uh, back home here. So the crowd are going to be banging into it. This could be a bit of a wild one, I think. We've had some uh, really fun games so far. Um, it just settled down last night. They were a little bit tighter and a little bit more tense. I think this one could go berserk. I think this could be runs galore and a bit of a roller coaster. However, so I've got the letter O written down, which signifies my over, but we haven't got a number next to it. Um, and I've also written down, I like runs as well, because that's a good <laughs> bit of handicap. Um, what would your number be, maybe? Eight? Eight and a half? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. That's I, it. I, don't think... game, I haven't seen one higher than seven and a half yet. These play, yeah, exactly. These playoffs haven't um, haven't been getting numbers anywhere anywhere above it. So, uh, I mean, you look the to- at the first game; the total was or the final was eight to seven, and then the second yeah. game was three zero. So, I think they smack it right in the middle with a seven and a half again. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, and this could be. This is going to be a seven five tomorrow to somebody. I don't know who, but it's <laughs> going to be seven five to somebody. So, yeah, runs, runs, runs for me, no. Yeah, I like the play. Uh, again, that was one of one of the ones that I have written down. I like the first five over too, uh, knowing that the Braves see Nola uh, pretty well. Like you said, uh, they have three starts where they smashed them, and two starts where Nola did pretty well. Um, and if Spencer Strider's on the mound, that's when I kind of stri- uh, shy away from it, um, and I just go to the full game. But with Morton Nola, first five is definitely a play. I think this could be a game to throw some player props around as well. You've, you've already called out strikeouts. Uh, we've called out the fact that Aranola gives up home runs and Atlanta, like hitting home runs, they're very much a fly ball team. Um, we've already uh, touched on Travis Darno, so there's another player. But any of those any of those balls at the top of that Atlanta order, I think, could be in business tomorrow. Um, Bryce Harper's had a relatively quiet start um, to the postseason, so... If you, if you weren't sure about a line tomorrow, I'd maybe just, um, on the grounds that we like runs, if you sprinkle a few quid um, around some of these um, some of these bombers, uh, yeah. they might be able to hit the ball out I, for you and cast some tickets. I can name a few PVB. You have Austin Riley, who's 18 for 42, 10 singles, 5 doubles, 3 home runs against Nola. And then, like you mentioned, Bryce Harper, 10 for 24, 7 singles, a double, a triple, a bomb. He's hitting 417. Alec Bohm, also against Charlie Morton, 9 for 22. All nine of them are singles. He's hitting 409. That's three guys over 400 against Charlie Morton and Aaron Nola. Okay, so uh, that's all that handicapped. Have you got a lock and have you got a dog that you want to pick out? I know it's hard with a shortened short slate. If you haven't got a dog, you can just give us out uh, a couple of picks, but what what are your best bets? I mean, if if this is serious, if this book is serious, Tony Gonsolin over two and a half Ks is ridiculous. <laughs> that's that's going to hit pretty easily. He's had six and eight strikeouts against this Padres team um, this year. And then, you know what? Their first home playoff game since, what was it, 2005? I don't know if that stat's correct. But Padres money line plus 110 is going to be my dog. I don't know uh, any of these lines, but, I mean, I think they have a, a, a fighter's chance to come away with that. Uh, Snell, you know, he had one blow-up start of the three. He's only given up one earned run in the other two starts. So uh, he could go very well as well. And I'm kind of counteracting, you know, if Snell deals, the over might not hit. But I also really like the over seven and a half in that game. So just 
I'll repeat all three plays that I gave out in the Padres Dodgers game. Okay. Uh, well, I'll lock the Yankees at minus one twenty nine, uh, and I've got I've picked a dog uh, plus one hundred five dog, uh, so I might as well trot it out there, uh, which was the San Diego Padres that they've been hitting. And um, this is tight. You've really, really tight, and they've been hitting, which gives them a chance at home behind a pitcher who's been in excellent form recently. Uh, yeah. So give me Blake still and the Padres as my dog. I'll keep it simple. But I think I'll be firing off, especially because it's Friday night. I mean, Friday night props. I mean, it's the weekend. If you can't fire off some wild uh, home run props on a Friday night, when can you know it? I forgot about the Yankees game. I like Nestor Cortez over three and a half strikeouts as well. Also on that Yankees money line and the full game under there too. Cool. Right. Half an hour. Nice and done. Moonaf Khan shout at us. Um, oh, yeah. Still there spying. Cap- Captain Sino, um, I'm going to tout my Europa League pick that he asked me for later on. Um, he, sorry, he asked me for earlier on, gave him a little plus 140 parlay, uh, which cashed incredibly comfortably. Uh, no sweat, which isn't really the point, but we'll take it. Money in the bank. Um, Noah, what's Just happening? Astros oh. pulled Framber Valdez. Bases loaded over there. Um, yeah, bases loaded, two outs. What are you up to? For me, this weekend, I'm actually going up north to my cabin. This is the last week. Oh, nice. We have to remove the boat from the lake, and we have to... Uh, put it in uh, whatever you want to call it in like away for the winter. So I have to go up there, but I will also be uh, bringing up all my gear so I can stay with you guys throughout the postseason. So I did it for college baseball. It's not going to be that hard to do it for MLB too. Plus I have you guys to help me out. So I uh, love this time of the year. I will not want to miss any of it. So I've got a nice side project this weekend for the Ooh. Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am going to unpack the T20 World Cup. Noah, do you know anything about this? I don't. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? Do you know what sport it is? I know World Cup is soccer. So, there you well, go. no, you're any sport that has a World Cup is just a World Cup in it. The T20 oh. World Cup is it's in cricket, um, cricket? which is you cricket. Yeah, cricket? The tw- it's the 2020 World Cup. So. It's a it's a really shortened version. So they just play twenty overs. It's like a little table. It's almost like a three inning game of baseball. Um, so the games last sort of three or four hours. But yeah, it, it's a really shortened version, and it's really good fun. It's unbelievably good for betting, and particularly live betting. In in the space of fifteen minutes, you could back England at twenty to one, and then you could back Australia at twenty to one five minutes later. So you can have both teams playing for you at twenty to one <laughs> in a matter of moments. It's absolutely great. Sounds like fun. Um, yeah, so I'll get into, Is that your time or my time? It's in Australia. So I don't yes, think it's anyone's time. time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. it's certainly sure. not my time. Um <laughs> so yeah, Moonaf, if you're still listening, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask you for a few uh, Pakistan related tips. In fact, go and get your dad, tell your dad to write me out a few notes. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Manji can point me in the right direction. Does uh, for America a few cricket even tips. have a cricket team in this tournament? Like, do we? Have America didn't qualify. I think uh-huh. they fucked it up by doing something terrible against Canada at the last minute. So we're, I think Canada have made it. We're extending this podcast a little long, but I got a great story. My baseball team, we used to practice at a facility, and right after us, a cricket team came in. So these guys, you would like hear the ball like hitting the fl- like it was a floor it wasn't even turf or anything like that yeah it just it it's hard it's harder than a baseball i'll tell you that oh cricket balls are absolute missile yeah that's why cricket <laughs> people do 
Yeah, cricket people don't understand why whenever anyone does anything in baseball with the bare hand, um, all American people go wild like it's the greatest thing they've ever seen. And the cricket is like, well, hang on, we do this every 10 seconds with a missile at 100 miles an hour. Like, um, But yeah, the, the T20, I'll try and find you some... Uh, I'll tell you who got really into it last year. It uh, was John Boy. John Boy was all over the T20 cricket. So you oh. probably see him tweeting a lot of stuff out uh, next week when it starts, but okay. yeah, it's it's just it's a it's one of the it's one of the great betting sports. Um, it's it's fun to find lots of trends in there, but like I say, it it just swings so wildly. Um, so yeah, Moon, damn, that place is going nuts. <laughs> uh, Moon, I've seen talk to you later, boys. You think that's a hint? He wants us to shut up and get on with it. Um, right, thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you. Out five minutes. <laughs> Captain Insano, thanks, Moonaf. We're going, don't panic. Um, yeah, enjoy the rest of the baseball tonight and tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back at various points. Uh, good luck with all your bets. We'll see you down the road. Cheers.